Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place advisors come to grow their minds and businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And I'm really looking forward to our guest today, who is Ben Way. Ben is a serial entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and known for his appearances on Secret Millionaire, The Startup Kids, and as a cast member on Startups Silicon Valley. Ben has also become an expert in the crypto cryptocurrency space. His more recent startup is a company called Token Maker. It's a platform where users can create tokens and NFTs with zero code experience. Wow. Welcome, Ben. It's a pleasure. Thank you. We've all seen NFTs in the news recently. It seems like this space throws something new at us all the time. Can you please yeah. explain to me what an NFT is and how it works? Absolutely. It's, it has definitely gone a bit crazy. You know, the, the, the thing about NFTs is they, they always mirror the, the real world. The crypto space always mirrors the real world in a, in a, in a certain respect. And so you've got kind of things like Bitcoin and the traditional crypto world, which mirror kind of fiat and currency. And then you've got NFTs, which technically mean something called an unfungible token, which means that one cannot be exchanged for another. It's something unique. And the easiest way uh, to describe an NFT is probably to think about it as a, a unique asset, a piece of art, a piece of uh, music. Uh, but it's inherently unique and has a specific value attached to it uh, based upon what the market's prepared to pay for it. Does that make any sense to you? It makes a little bit of sense and it's really interesting and there's so many skeptics out there. Let's talk about some of the issues and challenges with investing in NFTs. For example, how do you know what you're buying is legitimate? I mean, it's a piece of art and who gave, made the price on that? Um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's a bit of a wild, wild west right now. Um, you know, the, the, the most important thing I would say is a bit like life is buyer beware. There is no policing to this right now. And there will, there will be, you know, there will be uh, legislation that comes in and tries to protect people. But the reality is it's the wild, wild west and uh, at this point in time. And, you know, it really is down to the down to the buyer to kick the tires on whatever they're purchasing and you will you know a number of people will lose out and be scammed because of it that's just unfortunately the reality of life people take advantage of any new system uh so it's whether you know is you know what i always say about investing is a you should never invest uh you know you should never invest more than you, you, you can afford to lose. And, and the way I've always invested in my life is that while I always hope for, for a significant return, I never invest a dollar more than I can afford to walk away from. Yeah. Um, so is this something that advisors should consider for their clients or just understanding more about it so they can explain it to clients or both? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I would say it's, it's useful for financial advisors to understand. I suspect they will have some kind of client interaction in this space at some point in the relatively near, near future because it is, it is you know, a point of interest. And, it's, 
And it start, it's kind of interesting for financial advisors because it's kind of starting to blur the line between kind of becoming, you know, be, you know becoming an art dealer and a, and a financial advi advisor, right? It's, it's really starting to, you know, things, things, you know, starting to get into this kind of interesting gray area. And I think what I would say is that, that you know, if you're advising your clients is, you know, you're, you're spreading, you know, what you're doing with their portfolio is effectively spreading their risk, right? They're gonna have some low risk assets, they're gonna have some medium risk assets and, and they're gonna have some very high risk assets. And I would say that NFTs are pretty much the highest risk category uh, you can get into. So depending on, depending on their client's appetite for very high risk, very high reward, opportunities you know that's the way it should be presented uh, unless you have some kind of much deeper knowledge or deeper access to the nft network that allows you to kick the tires in a way that most people can't yeah we know ultra wealthy millennials are spending big on art so and i'm really interested from a music standpoint of all the people who are creating music and and not getting paid anymore um, what other industries do you think will leverage NFTs, especially where the wealthy are spending their time? Yeah, and this kind of this kind of <clears throat> comes into kind of market development. You know, we we are just seeing the very the very peak of uh, an iceberg, as it were, in the water, and and kind of arts and and music and the creative arts are kind of the 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 low hanging fruit of what NFTs are capable of. I think, you know, as you, just like, you know, crypto is, has started to do, what you're going to see is all these edge cases of products and utilizations and markets, which in a sense are, are going to be far more valuable over the long term than just these, you know, very high peaks and troughs that we're seeing in the NFT space. So the way, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, we're looking at, you know, a token maker, we, you know, we, we've always wanted to be the picks and shovels of this industry, right? We're not interested really in being, you know, be, building a, a platform to sell art. What we want to do is be the, the picks and shovels that allow somebody else to build that platform. And that's kind of our, our kind of conceptual kind of way we're running the business. But, you know, we're looking at all these kind of edge cases. I mean, we've, I mean, we've had some incredible ones you know, everything from local government asset management to, uh, to ticket sales, um, ticketing platforms, to sports. I mean, it's, it, you know, just like crypto, you know, at the beginning where everyone's naysaying and it's like, oh, it's not going to change anything. And now really it is changing something. It's a bit like NFTs, you know, we're right, you know, we're, we're at kind of day one of the NFT space. I, I mean, I was very lucky uh, back in the day, 2003, to be involved in Trade Hill, which was the first ever Bitcoin exchange. And the FBI shut us down mm. because it was too scary. And, and uh, uh, But if, if Trade Hill had survived, I'd be sitting on a billion dollars. And the, the, the NFT space is exactly the same. It's right at the beginning. There's a lot of mess. There's no regulation. But over time, over the next five years, it will come into focus and it will be a more normalized asset class. How at the beginning are we? Because it seems to me like I've just started to see articles in the last two months, but it's it's more than just two months old. Yeah, I mean the NFTs have been around for years, but you know, just like crypto, it wasn't until 
it wasn't until it became accessible to the population at large when it hits kind of this kind of this kind of conscious tipping point where it suddenly enters the mind of the general population as an opportunity. And I think, you know, I think we saw that, you know, at the kind of major price points, Bitcoin kind of around $100 and then $1,000 and then $10,000 and now $50,000. It's the same with NFTs and NFTs will have, you know, there's, there's, there's no doubt there's going to be an NFT crash, right? It's no, you know, it's the, you're going to have people piling on, people are going to get ripped off and, and, and then people are going to be like, fuck this shit and let's do that, you know, that's, that this isn't what's supposed to happen. And then people are gonna solve for those problems and, uh, and, and build, you know, build solutions. And then people will come back and go, oh, actually this is a really interesting model. Let's try this again. So nothing is static and nothing is predictable in a new market or new technology. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very much the beginning. It's total wild, wild west right now, which is why you know, people can can turn a dollar into a million dollars, but people can also lose a million dollars. So, you know, it works both ways. There, there wasn't often a sheriff in the wild, wild west. And many of our listeners are wondering if NFTs are regulated. And if they're not, do you see them being regulated in the near future? I don't think there will be. I mean, you know, one thing we know about governmental agencies is they're very slow to react. And there's a beautiful saying, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's kind of like the, the, the you know, the law is slow, but it always, it always comes, right? It's, it's just a very slow mechanism, uh, but ultimately it will catch up with whatever you're doing. So, you know, I think, you know, over time it will be regulated and in a sense it needs the freedom to be unregulated to see, you know, whether where the sand settles, as it were, but it will end up being regulated, but it is right now a very, from an advisory point of view, it's an incredibly high risk asset. And if you're doing a hundred NFT deals, you, you're going to get burnt on a good percentage of them. How about safety? We know everything can get hacked these days. It, this is no different, right? Yeah, it's it's one of the problems we're trying to solve in, in Token Maker. Both There's kind of two aspects to that. Um, there's there's the kind of there's the 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 actual security of like okay you own this thing and 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 that's a kind of a somewhat basic thing in the sense of you know uh, you know how do you protect your data how do you you know it, it, you should you should protect your NFT passwords and access just like you would your bank account right um, you know the the difference being is if you lose an NFT, nobody's going to refund you, right? If, if, if the platform screws up and gives your password away, and and uh, you lose your NFT, nobody's going to refund you for that. So you know, be responsible with your NFTs. It's 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 really for you to research how to protect them. Maybe even you know protect the the physical asset offline. There's there's a, it's quite a complex area of of security. Um, and then there's then there's the other side. So you know that's the kind of owning the asset side of things. But then there's the security of of is the thing you're purchasing the real thing that you wanted to purchase. And this is a real challenge in in the marketplace right now. Is because you can buy something that actually may not end up having the real product at the end once you access it. So you can, it's like a bait and switch type activity. And this is one problem we are trying to solve at Token Maker is how to, 
how to make sure people can't do bait and switch. And we're building some pretty sophisticated uh, technology, which without getting too complex is to do with hashing and, and some uh, artificial intelligence regression technology so that an, a normal user can check, oh yeah, I paid a million dollars for that. Oh yes, I've got what I'm supposed to get. Uh, right now, that's not the case. You are, it's basically, and I can't quite believe that, that the market is what it is today because it's basically on trust between the buyer and seller. And as we all know, when there is, it, when something is based on trust in the marketplace, there are bad actors that will take advantage of that. So there's tons of challenges. They're not regulated. They can be hacked. You can spend, you have tons of time that you can spend doing anything in this industry or other industries. So why this and why do you see a strong future? Yeah, it may, it may sound, it may sound totally counterintuitive that I'm, I'm, uh, that I'm highlighting all these issues is, yeah, but it's like any other value creation, right? It's, you know, it's the start of the market. So great fortunes can be made if you know what you're doing, right? And, and, and while it is the Wild Wild West, you know, it will rapidly transform. It will, it will be regulated. And in five to 10 years, what you have is a platform that can, can digitally represent the value of work created. And that on a fundamental level to be able to give value to the creator of anything directly without having to go through these media intermediary, intermediary people, it makes the whole system more efficient. Imagine, imagine uh, being Sotheby's right now or a record label or a film studio. Imagine, imagine that all gets cut out. And instead of, instead of everyone taking their, their little piece of the pie and leaving, up, leaving that creator with one hundredth of what they deserve, the person consuming the content is paying 100% to the creator. And it, that inefficiency is why NFT is interesting, just like anything else in the world, just like Bitcoin, right? Why is Bitcoin interesting? Because it cuts out the intermediaries. That's the value creation. It's efficiency. Efficiency drives, reduces the amount of energy required to do the transaction and therefore increases its value inherently. And, and that's what the internet did. That's what, uh, you know, it's what every major technological revolution has done mm -hmm. is just made something a lot more efficient, cut out the intermediaries. And, and that's, 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 that's what we're talking about here. And that's why it's interesting. I also see a number of major companies coming after you with pitchforks. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's like Bitcoin. I mean, you know, like, it's it's not you can't it's like trying to stop the internet right i sat down i sat down with uh 15 years ago i sat down with the board of i, I think it was sony records or one of the record labels because uh, i developed an anti-piracy technology to stop music getting shared on the internet which was a big problem at that point because they hadn't they hadn't I remember sitting down with the execs of sony or one of these other music labels and literally them telling me that in a few years, nobody's going to want to have digital music. They're going to all go back to CDs and records. And you're just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? And, and they lost billions of dollars. So what I would say to any big corporation out there who's like, we need to fight against this. No, you need to be the first ones to adopt this so you can get that value creation early and transform your business. 
Um, you can't, you, one thing we know about human endeavor and human uh, uh, innovation is you can't stop progress. You can't stop progress. So you can either go with the flow or you can try and slow it down slightly and maybe you'll, you'll slow it down by one or 2%, but the ultimate outcome will all be, always be the same. I find this all so fascinating because it's non-traditional. I just listened to a podcast from the CEO of Netflix and, and that journey. So how did you read the tea leaves and become an evangelist for this emerging asset class? Well, my biggest failure in life has always been a, that uh, I've always been about 10 years, to ahead, 10 years to ahead of the curve. So, you know, I, I, I spend my time thinking about the future constantly. Uh, predicting trends, trying to see where things are moving, what the ultimate, you know, where the ultimate, uh, you know, what are the ultimate journey for our society, for our planet and, and beyond is. And, and so I just see these very distinct trends and, and you know, everything, everything is going to be digital. Everything's going to be on demand, everything, everything. There's going to be the, the efficiency, the inefficiencies in our society today there are literally millions of technologies being built today to reduce those inefficiencies down to zero. And we are an incredibly inefficient society right now. We think we're efficient because we've got nothing to compare ourselves to, just like we think we're the most intelligent species on this planet because we have nothing to compare ourselves to. But we are an incredibly flawed species that is inherently inefficient. And the whole point of technology, the whole point of AI and the whole point of all of this is to uh, to rebalance those inefficiencies and, and reduce them so we can become the, the 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 species we deserve to be and we can become this you know this this you know we can we can move into our next phase of of uh, of existence um, on a much much faster and and, and uh, more efficient level. That's what this is all about. It's just efficiency, it's energy. At the end of the day, it's all energy. It's just that, it's just increasing the efficiency of energy that runs through the system. I'm really interested in that because if you take away all those inefficiencies and somebody's doing them for us, what are we gonna become? I have no idea, do you? Well, this, I mean, that is the, that is the, the, the kind of meta, metaphysical question. Now, what I, what I would say is my hope, you know, I'm an, an eternal optimist. Um, there's kind of two ways to look at it. One, uh, technology could free us um, and bring in a period of uh, renaissance that we haven't seen in generations and allow pure creativity of human, human, uh, humans to, to grow and, and you know, this vision we have for ourselves of being able to live, live a, a life of, filled with pure creativity and joy and happiness that's what yeah that's one possibility technology could free us there another possibility because i do a lot in a lot in artificial intelligence and and robotics uh, you know i i ultimately believe and i've read, written a book to this to this effect is that at some point we will generate a artificial consciousness on earth which is beyond our own and my belief is that inherently the universe is a, a positive force. And, and so my belief, uh, uh, my, my best hope, as I describe it, is that, uh, you know, at some point, this, this artificial 
consciousness will probably take over because we're a pretty flawed species. I'm not quite sure we, we can look after ourselves. And uh, we become like well looked after pets. And, you know, we are, we are, we have a, a beautiful life and, and we're not, we're not allowed to touch anything too complicated. <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, the, the kind of joking way I, I look at it. If that makes any sense at all. We become star people. Yeah, something like that. Something we 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 you know we're there, there's an inflection point coming. There's no doubt. We all feel it inherently deep down. There's some this 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 society. The way we're working right now cannot continue. There is a, there is a a, a deeper a, you know a, a deeper inflection point coming, and it feels like it's coming up fast. And there was a beautiful article I read yesterday from one of the Google, um, I think it was a Google engineer. I'll try and, I'll try and uh, send that to you so you can post it in the comments or something. But it's one of the most interesting articles about the acceleration of innovation and how that basically every 10 years we go forward, the pace of innovation doubles. So it's an exponential doubling. So in 40 years, you know, uh, uh, what is, what is a, a month's innovation today will be like a day's innovation. Right, so it becomes this kind of exponential, kind of consolidated growth pattern. It's going to be insane. Ben, this has been absolutely fascinating. We really appreciate you joining us. If people want to learn more about NFTs and what you're up to, where should they go? I just go to tokenmaker.org. Um, we're here. We're very accessible. If you're interested in any part of it, feel free to contact me directly. You know, I'm not that hard to find, and. Um, uh, it was a great connecting with you and sharing my views. Thank you very much. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.